Welcome to the Geek Therapy Podcast. This is Josue Cardona. Um, on the last episode, which was our SDCC panel, I mentioned that I really wanted to go back and visit that, talk a little bit more about that, and I was going to bring some of the people who were on the panel with me on the show. So today, um, I want to revisit that, that experience just so people can get an idea of what it's like to go to Comic-Con. Um, we'll be able to add a perspective about what it was actually like to present there also. And I also want to address a lot of the stereotypes that I've heard in the past. Um, people seem to think that uh, Comic-Con has a lot of negative attributes. And I kind of want to address a lot of the positive stuff and why so many people go. And to help me have that conversation is someone who was on the panel with me. Her name is Elizabeth Smith. She has a master's in clinical psychology from the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. And she's currently pursuing her doctorate there, too. She was on the panel and... I think she had one of the most complete experiences at the con. She did a little bit of everything, um, including cosplaying, being on a panel. So I think it'll be really good to have this discussion with her. So, uh, Elizabeth, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, Josue. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were in a group, right, together uh, at Comic-Con, and um, it was a pretty good group. Um, we didn't spend the entire uh, four or five days together as a group. We all went and did our different things. And, and, but we also spent a lot of time together in community. And, um, and we had a lot of fun, a lot of shared experiences. So that's what we're going to talk about. And um, just we, I just want to say that we started off uh, when we got there and we had dinner with somebody who worked on Sharknado. So I think that our experience kind of trumps uh, most people's, right? Yes. Agreed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and everything else is great, too. So, um, so just kind of going back, like, what, is there anything you want to say before we kind of run through um, the different things that we did there? Well, I think that part of my experience was a little bit different also because I was still in the semester at the time that we were at con. So I didn't sleep the night before we left and I had to finish a paper that was going to be due while we were at con. So I definitely had to do that. And then the morning of our panel, there were three of us that were registering for classes at 6 a.m. Yeah, unfortunately, um, life does not stop while you're at Comic-Con <laughs> no matter how hard you try. Um, I also had to do a little work um, while, while I was there. But for the most part, I mean, I guess by, by, the, by Thursday morning, that was all taken care of. Yes. And then we were free, really, to do everything that we wanted to do and to really bond as a group. Because prior to this, a lot of us hadn't met in person. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and um, I, I made a lot of friends on this trip, not only in our group, but just in general, um, meeting a lot of people there. For sure. So actually, so let's just talk about the panel. What was it like for you to to present and be on a panel? Did you ever think about uh, that you would be on a panel? No. At a CCC? <laughs> <laughs> that had never really occurred to me. And it was a great opportunity. It's something that I'm really grateful that you and Dr. O'Connor put that together and that you guys allowed me to tag along. It was really nerve-wracking, especially since we had about 300 people in the room waiting for us to talk. And I got really nervous. <laughs> um, I think that as, um, as people who, who 
have given many presentations for school and maybe for work in the past, um, the setting was kind of was very different because um, everybody there. I guess we had a lot in common with all the people there. So those people were really eager to to hear what we had to say, and and just talk about superheroes, which is what we did. So I thought that um, the experience was like everybody was just so inviting and so 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 good to us throughout the whole experience. Um, um, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Oh yeah, they were just so nice, and everyone was interested in what we had to say. They asked questions afterwards. They came up to us afterwards. And they laughed at our jokes. They did. And um, and I think that um, now we've kind of uh, now that we've we've done that, we feel really comfortable. And I don't know if you agree, but I think that other professionals who who use geek culture, or superheroes, or comics, or gaming, or anything like that, should really look at these at these um, conventions as an opportunity to share um, this love of what they do and how they do it professionally with other people who would really, really appreciate it. And you'll get a lot of good feedback, and you'll you'll find that there are other professionals in the audience and at the con. And it was a really great networking opportunity. Oh, for sure. Definitely. And, I mean, you guys introduced me to so many people that I can connect with, not just on a geeky, nerdy interest level, but also a professional level, which is really cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it, it still surprises me how many um, professionals go to to the con to present, let alone um, are out in the audience. Because I, we've we've been people who go to cons before, so mm-hmm. so that was us, and now just a slightly different perspective. Oh yeah. And so actually, and before we continue, let's just touch on the fact that SDCC San Diego Comic Con is huge, right? It is the biggest one in the states, and um, it's a little different than than most cons just because of the size. Oh yeah. So there were professionals there from and and fans and and just everybody from all over the world. Yes. So it's an experience that you you wouldn't have just anywhere else. No, and it was it was a lot larger than the cons that I'm used to going to. Also, I felt like because there were other professionals there and because I was presenting with you guys, I didn't have to have that fear of oh gosh, someone's going to see me in cosplay. Mm-hmm. And what's that going to be like uh, on a professional level? Yeah. Um, in addition, the whole community is just so happy and so happy to see us there and to have the con there. I mean, we walked blocks away from the convention center and there was still Comic-Con stuff going on. There are people giving away swag. They're, they were just great. Yeah, San Diego in particular, and I'd never been to a con like this either, where the entire city seemed to embrace the convention. I remember, I think we walked five or six blocks out, mm-hmm. and, and you're right. There were still things going on in the stores, the different places uh, took on different themes from different shows and different characters. Although I will say that, unlike Dragon Con, there was not a parade. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and different conventions in different cities, they do it differently. Mm-hmm. But pretty much San Diego is, is the mecca of uh, these conventions. And, and these conventions are really just a celebration of, of pop culture, comic books, gaming, TV, um, just these characters that we really love. And, and it's the biggest celebration um, in the States right now. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I always call it that. I always say that it's a celebration. Would you, would you call it something different? Christmas in July? 
I like it. It's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a holiday. I mean, I was yeah. wishing people happy con like it was a holiday. <laughs> Um, I, I've described it. It was kind of like going to Disney World, but better. Um, I, I had a, a, one experience from the group that um, I don't think anybody else had is that I actually had family come over. So um, I took my little nephew in and I got him a bag with a cape and he was all excited. And the first thing I asked him was, oh, yeah, he, he, he loved it. And the first thing I asked him was, what, what do you like? Like, what are you into and what do you want to see? And he told me Lego Minecraft. And I thought that was pretty specific, but sure enough, like there was a, a a whole display on Lego Minecraft and all these different characters that he loved, all the stuff that's popular right now, there was some representation of it there. And I don't think that you could have that anywhere else where pretty much anything you like is there. So, 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 and, and that was like the show floor, right? So when you go to the show floor, um, can you describe what the show floor is? Because a lot of people talk about this. So, so what exactly is the show floor? The show floor is huge. I was not anticipating that. The first time I went into the show floor, I didn't even make it halfway through. There was just so much going on. But to the left is Artist Alley and... That's really awesome because you get to meet people that are creating the artwork that we love. They're also creating fan art as well. And there are people that have worked on huge movies and there are people that have worked on huge comics. And then there are people that are working on smaller independent things as well. And it's a great opportunity to meet the faces behind the art that we are loving and that we experience on that level. There are also just exhibitioners that are selling things. There are so many huge displays of things as well as opportunities to take photos and interact on a totally different level. Like DuckTales had a huge money pit plush <laughs> display that you can jump into like your Scrooge McDuck and they had video games to play. They had like a zombie Walking Dead exhibition that you could go in for a zombie experience. Uh, they had movies playing. <laughs> they had autographs with celebrities. Yeah, and everything from video games to Once Upon a Time had this huge um, ship in the middle of the thing. Um, oh, yeah. Different broadcasting companies had stuff. There was a huge Doctor Who exhibit with um, mm -hmm. suits from the different doctors. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then all the Superman costumes. Oh, yeah. All from every single movie from the original all the way up to the new film. Um, all the actual costumes were there. Mm -hmm. um, and what else? So uh, the new video game systems that haven't even come out were on display. So Nintendo, Xbox, um, and Sony had displays there. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just it was just huge, and to an, a level that's just um, you wouldn't expect it, right? So it's it's no. about three football fields long, is what is what I was told, and yeah, there's tons of stores, but then there's exhibits, and uh, The Walking Dead had multiple things. Uh, they had like you could take your picture with these zombies who look just like the ones in the <laughs> in the series. I mean, yes. yeah, those are those are really good examples. It was and, like a huge warehouse that I'm pretty sure you could fit like multiple airplanes in. It was huge. And uh, from my previous experience in uh, at New York Comic Con, 
uh, in New York, it was it felt very very congested, and here it wasn't at all. Um, I mean, it was congested. There were a lot of people, but it was so large and there was so much that you could actually move around. And I didn't feel like I needed to run outside and and catch my breath. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that, that it's going to be too overwhelming in terms of people. But I never felt that way. Yeah. That was also my take on it. There were a few times where it was like, I'm having trouble getting through this crowd, especially with my larger costumes. But (laughs) (laughs) overall, I think that it was really great and it wasn't too packed and the lines weren't too overwhelming either. And they were trying to make it that way. Even like when we waited in line to get signatures, we had to go early to get a wristband and then we'd have to wait outside because we weren't going to wait inside and pack that area. So talk a little bit more about that because uh, maybe some people don't understand uh, like why would you need a wristband to get a signature? What's all that about? (laughs) So I did that twice. I went very early, even though the doors weren't opening until 10, I got there around 8 so that I could (laughs) wait in line to get into the exhibition hall and get a wristband to meet Simone Legno, who is the creator of Tokidoki. And when he does signatures, he doesn't just do signatures, he does autographs. And he doesn't charge for them, so it's completely for the fans. The problem is he only has time to do so many. So he allows for 60 wristbands to be given out as soon as the doors open. And you got to make your way over to the Tokidoki booth and get your wristband. And then around 1 o'clock or so, they'll start coming outside to grab you to come inside. That, so actually outside of the convention center because that will cut down on the amount of people that are standing around the booth waiting to get something drawn by Simone. And, and uh, he doesn't make many appearances, right? So if you're a fan of Tokidoki, um, there aren't many opportunities to actually see him. No. Um, and again, the magic of Comic-Con. Yes. So he does about three cons. And one's an anime, one's San Diego, and one's New York. So it was really awesome to be able to meet him. And then also Seth Green was there <laughs> one of the days. Uh, so that was really an awesome experience too. Cause just when he first saw me in my cosplay and his reaction, it was just awesome. So <laughs> Again, Seth Green should have nothing at all to do with, um, with Tokidoki, but he was there and he oh, was at the table and he no. was signing, right? He, he does have something to do with them. They did a collaboration oh, for okay. his character, Stupid Monkey, which has its own YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I, uh, maybe a lot of people wouldn't expect him there. I wouldn't yes. have. Um, a lot so of people would not I've been have corrected. expected him to. And also he was at the con because I think that they were doing a robot chicken panel that day as well. And that was Friday that we were there. Um, were there any other people that you saw kind of uh, on the show floor that um, surprised you or just um, you saw them just walking around? Well, I saw Will Sasso, mm-hmm. which was fun for me because I was a big Mad TV fan back in the day. I also really got to see uh, like the – there were Power Rangers 
like yes. the old school Power Rangers. Yep. And there are people from Star Trek of many, many generations. <laughs> and there were, there was the cast of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, Stan Lee was there. Hmm. Um, some dude that <laughs> I thought you told me was someone that I should get a picture with. And so I got a picture with him, but I have no <laughs> idea who he was. But he was obviously famous because a lot of people wanted to take a, um, their picture with him. But we had no idea who he was. Yeah, I found out later you didn't even know who he was either. <laughs> I know I saw Nathan Fillion. I saw Bill Paxton. And they're just kind of walking around. And um, there are stories online of just other people uh, walking around. And some people were not even recognized. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's just one of those uh, things that doesn't happen um, in very many places. I uh, I got to see some pretty important cosplayers as well, or important to me, because I follow them. And uh, you, you spotted that dude from True Blood, too. I did, I did. Uh, he plays Warlow right now, and he's in Pacific Rim. And he was just, like, right there in front of us. He was, looked like he was just hanging out, waiting for somebody. Um, so, so, actually, you mentioned the cosplayers, and I think a lot of people associate cosplay with conventions. And, so, and, and I always tell people that... It, not everybody that goes to a convention dresses up, but there is a subculture within the conventions um, mm -hmm. of cosplay. So could you talk a little bit about um, like what cosplay is and um, kind of how the cosplay experience was in, in San Diego? So cosplay, I feel like, is something that is universal within our human nature because I, I see it in a variety of cultures that whether it's ceremonial, that we put something on to be represented of something larger than us. So that could be anything from dressing as certain animal figures for spiritual reasons. Well, I think it's always a spiritual reason when you connect with something larger than yourself. Um, but there's also sports fanatics. There's Graduation, I think, is cosplay. I think prom is cosplay. But specific to con, there are a lot of other figures that we get to connect with on that level. So be it video game figures, comic characters, something funny from a show. I saw someone cosplaying as the Bluth uh, banana stand. <laughs> so... <laughs> she was literally the stand and like the person behind it. Uh, so <laughs> that was really cool. Um, it's, and it's a different kind of fandom that is really great because people put so much work into replicating something or being a part of that. And there's a lot of color that goes into it. There's a lot of sewing, latex, all sorts of things. And not all cosplay is something that is handmade. Some of it is store-bought. And so some of my cosplay was purchased and some of them were actually sewn and done and dyed by myself. The day before you met um, the artist from Tokidoki, you, you were still, the night before, you were still finishing your costume. Yes. At the hotel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is part of the experience, too. I mean, I know tons of people were doing that. Yes. Uh, the, and some people are really serious about it. They will start their 
cosplay work right after the con ends for the following year. And it's, it's really amazing. And on top of that, people are just so nice and so proud of the work that they've put into it. So they love taking pictures with other people. Yeah, there's an appreciation for it, right? From from just the con goers, even even maybe it's a little different from people who who also cosplay. But even people who don't, I mean, I know kids love it, right? Their favorite characters are just oh, running yeah. around all over the place, and um, I have a huge appreciation for it. I took pictures of tons of people's work, and everybody seems to 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 do the same thing, right? No one no one thinks it's weird that someone's dressing up in a costume. Everybody's asking questions. How did you make that? That's so great, and comparing, and it's just. It's a really, it's, it's such a, a great part of the whole con experience. Oh, yeah. And it was so funny because I was the only one out of our group that cosplayed. And <laughs> afterwards, pretty much every day, someone from our group was saying, you know, next time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with something. Next time I'm going to do this. And it's interesting how almost you feel left out if you're not cosplaying. And... <laughs> It's also interesting to see people gain a new appreciation for it by being there and seeing how much goes into it. And the kids are pretty much my favorite ever. I love family con. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it when kids come up and want to take photos with you. And I love it when kids are in costume with their parents and they're just having a great time. There was that one kid that was dressed as Iron Man, who was doing all the Iron Man poses. It was incredible. Um, first he had a mask on, and then he put the mask up to like show us his face. <laughs> then he put it down, and then he put this whole suit costume, uh, the whole costume on. And then his father told him, how does he fly? And he just put his hands down and kind of floated like, uh, put his head like up. Iron Man does. Yes, just like in the movie. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. My my nephew, um, he's a big Minecraft fan, and I convinced his father to give him, uh, to buy him a uh, critter. He's one of the characters in the game, um, kind of just a, like a cardboard box you put on your head. And it only took a few minutes after that to start talking about what he needed to complete his costume for the next time he comes, because he wants <laughs> to come, you know, full blown uh, critter. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. And and I agree, it is pretty contagious. Um, even though I still think it's a minority of the people who dress up, you do kind of feel a little, it's weird, right? You do kind of feel left out. I, I'll agree to that. <laughs> there were a lot of costumes that I thought, oh, man. And and I love it when people change the costumes. Um, there's a lot of, like, steampunk versions of costumes or futuristic versions or, or um, just alterations. Uh, one, of the, one of the best ones I saw, one of my favorites was uh, someone combined homer simpson with <laughs> um i'm gonna say it's vegeta from dragon ball z so he essentially was uh homer simpson dressed as a saiyan from the anime dragon ball z and he had a power ball made yes. of donuts with pink icing and they lit up and they lit up it was <laughs> amazing i mean just the creativity that went into that you know you can't buy that somewhere right he he made that or whoever was under that um under that costume created that and that's fantastic. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and it's also really fun to interact with people, too, that are of the same genre or can do something funny. There's a photo right now of Cyclops without his eyewear, and he's on the floor covering his eyes, like looking for his eyewear, next to Velma from Scooby-Doo. 
<laughs> with her glasses. And they're, and they're both like looking for their eyewear. And it's also just fun to interact with people on that level too. I, w- I will mention one more costume before um, we talk more about interaction, interacting with other people. The first big cosplay that I saw when when we first arrived was the guy who was dressed as a hobbit on a horse. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So it's, it's hard to explain, but he's um, – so his entire costume was – so I guess his legs were the, the, the horse's legs. legs in the front. And then he had fake uh, small legs up top, so it looked like he was sitting on a horse. And then the back legs – were controlled by his front legs. So he was an entire hobbit on a horse, just one guy. Yes, it was, it was like amazing. a puppet. Yes, yes, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, and I actually saw him later on, and he deviated it, so he changed it around. So he wasn't always the hobbit on the horse. He would be something else. Huh. Yes. <laughs> oh, fantastic. It was and so, so and, and so a lot of that interaction comes from like uh, just walking up to people and asking them to take a picture. People usually, you know, they always say yes, they love it. <laughs> and but a lot of interactions also happen in lines because uh, so a lot of people um, talk about very long lines at um, Comic Con, and specifically it's um, to go into panels. So mm-hmm. the panels are what I think get the most attention uh, in the media from from cons like this. It's a big announcement, um, cast of different shows, artists, and they go up on a stage similar to to what we did, right? But ours was more academic. And um, some of the rooms where these uh, where these panels take place can hold thousands of people. Uh-huh. The the two largest ones at San Diego are Hall H and and Ballroom Twenty. So some people line up ah, the from day before. Night before, yeah, yeah, yeah. They to go in there. to the next day, yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're huge events. Um, mm-hmm. The the this year the catalog for or the 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 program for the con had the Doctor Who 50th anniversary on there, and that's a huge deal for fans. And they had a panel um, on Sunday with the cast there, and they were talking about the 50th anniversary, and people lined up the day before. So it was big events like that. They announced the Batman Superman movie, and. Um, yeah, so it's huge. So people line up, and the whole experience of waiting in a line is um, a part of it. I think it's part of the culture. People accept it. And you meet a lot of great people that way, too. Definitely. I didn't wait in line. <laughs> yeah, so, so, we, so we didn't, right? So I've done it in the past, and, and it is a great experience. But this year, I know uh, you didn't. I didn't do it just because I, I wanted to take in um, the, the con and uh, – mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't live close to San Diego, so I wasn't sure, you know, when was the next time I would be able to go. So I wanted to just do everything else. And luckily, there was tons and tons to do. And uh, I think I think it was worth it. Oh, yeah. And also and also when people miss uh, those huge those huge panels that happen in the in the big uh, in the big halls, you can see them online. Um, Sometimes they're live streamed. So even if you miss them there, it's not the same, but you can uh, share part of the experience from home. Yeah. So I, I kind of also just wanted to spend more time with you guys and with the experience of being at con and take advantage of seeing and interacting with people at Artist Alley and doing those kinds of things rather than spending the majority of the day in line <laughs> or sleeping there instead of at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, which people did do. They camped out. And and again, there's just so much to do, um, but there's a lot to discover, I think, also. So instead of waiting in line for 
a one hour panel for a show that I love, uh, I was able to spend time meeting new people. And like on Artist Alley, you discover so much art and so many artists that you didn't know about mm-hmm. just walking around. And and um, unfortunately, you you may also spend a lot of money <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens because you see something that, that you love. You become a fan of something new. Yeah. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> I spent way too much money. <laughs> uh, and and then there's stores everywhere um, on the show floor. You can just buy anything about anything you like. It's it's really again, it's really really incredible. And so I think I think it was really impressive also to just see the city, right? Again, I know we mentioned that like five blocks out, um, there was still it still seemed like you were at the convention. So even if you didn't have a ticket and you just visited that day, it would it would have been quite an experience. Um, all of the adjacent hotels had activities, and certain some companies had rented out spaces. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that there's the new movie um, Ender's Game, based on the novel, was there, and uh, they had a huge tent with set pieces from the movie, and you could go through and you could get an ID badge um, <laughs> about you know. From from uh, battle school, and you got a tag, and you could go through through sets from the movie and take pictures, and that wasn't even part of the convention. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't need a ticket for that. You could just do that outside. Mm-hmm. It was um, there was a Godzilla experience, which I never found. <laughs> it was so much going on that there was stuff that I did not. Find. Oh yeah, that we had some of the really great swag outside of the convention center too. Yes, we had yes. those cardboard seats. And yeah, so um, so NBC created it, this was genius, right? So they advertised two of their <laughs> new TV shows, one on each side of this piece of looks like just like a piece of cardboard or a cardboard kind of briefcase, and then it's actually a chair. Yeah, it unfolds. Yes, exactly. So then you put it down and it opens up, and that was genius. So a lot of people were walking around with their cardboard chairs promoting different NBC programs. <laughs> yes, well, and then some of our swag did that too, like our. Um, swag bags they're like backpacks almost very large ones with capes and some of them had different shows like revolution on there we got batman ones uh we got they were for arrow i made sure you got batman ones yes yes <laughs> you, you took care of us uh, and uh, that was that was so much fun um so everybody had capes on um so you keep saying the word swag so what do you mean by swag just in case somebody doesn't know what that means free stuff Free stuff that's right and uh and the bag that you get just for registering is gigantic yeah. uh, so you can put all that stuff in there mm-hmm. whether it's posters figures um free comic books um just everything what we, got- we i even got a, a stick figure action figure made of like popsicle sticks i don't know there was a little <laughs> bit of everything the right action figure <laughs> uh yes and then if you went early in the morning to the exhibition hall, there were different places that were giving out free things as well. Cell phone cases, action figures, posters, all kinds of things, lanyards. And some stuff was small and some stuff was huge, like, uh, uh, again, rolled up posters. Um, some of the stuff that you could buy, um, like they had the largest transformer ever made there as an exclusive. And tons of people were buying that thing. You could tell because they had, looked like they were carrying uh, a very large briefcase. Yes. And it was actually um, a new Transformer. I really hope that they lived in San Diego because <laughs> <laughs> that was huge. Oh, and, and actually, so, so you, um, you can share about this too. So people buy so much stuff and get so much free stuff. 
that FedEx actually had set up shop inside the convention center yes. so people could mail stuff home. And so I had again, to do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so again, people are traveling from all over and they're getting so much free stuff and buying so much stuff. Um, again, huge celebration uh, of, of what we love. And then how are you going to take this stuff home with you? So FedEx, um, they're geniuses and they set up shop there and they help you pack it up and ship it. No problem. Um, even on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Even on Sunday, which was great. And some of the things I got, I've been looking online. They're not available for retail sale still. So, yeah. like, I've got a couple of the Hello Kitty Street Fighter plushes. They're still not available. And I got the Hello Kitty ugly dolls that aren't available. I, oh, and I tried to get something for a friend of mine that was completely sold out. Um, some of the some of the booths were pretty empty by the by Sunday. Oh yeah, they're completely cleaned out. Yeah, and some of that stuff is exclusive, right? Like some of that stuff they will not sell afterwards. It's just for for the con audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another thing that was not really part of the convention center was Petco Park, and they had all kinds of things going on there. And mm-hmm. one of the exclusives that they had, uh, which I thought was fascinating. Carl's Jr. was doing a ice cream sandwich made with Pop Tarts. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me about this? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, and so they were pre-releasing it until before they they actually release it to the public. So you could get this Pop Tart ice cream sandwich. <laughs> so. So that was in the area where the um, the Hello Kitty store was at. The, they had the Silver Samurai from the new Wolverine, yes. right? They had giant Smurfs. Um, and they sold crab cakes, which were really, really good. They had really good crab cakes. Yeah, yeah. And I got my picture with Hello Kitty, kind yes. of the way you would with Mickey Mouse. It was someone dressed as this big plush. Yeah. Yes. And, and this stuff we're talking about was completely separate from the, from the convention center. Like you did not need a pass. You could just walk by and... Take your picture with Hello Kitty. Oh, and they had zombies. They did have zombies. Um, That's right. Yes, the car, right? So uh, they actually had a car, which looked like it was in an accident. And they had full full made of zombies. And it was a photo op. So you could sit in the car and it looked like the zombie was trying to pull you out of the car and and attack you. It's fantastic. (laughs) And at Petco Park, I think that's where they were doing the zombie run, which um, I've never done it. But I believe you can pay to either be a zombie or a survivor. And there's, it's practically an obstacle course and zombies chase you. And yes, people pay money for that. And uh, you either, <laughs> you either love that idea or you don't. Um, and uh, I, I, I love it next year. Yes. So I think, I think we've covered kind of all of the basic things that you can do um, there. Right. I mean, and again, the experience was fantastic. Uh, maybe what was, what were your favorite experiences? What was your favorite thing about going Oh, man. Uh, one of my favorite highlights was after the day after the panel, we were in a restaurant several blocks away from the convention center, and someone was walking by and actually came into the restaurant because I think she recognized Dr. O'Connor, but she was like, oh, man, I was at your panel, and it was so great. It was fantastic. And she told us that she had been struggling with Crohn's disease her whole life Mm -hmm. and how much comics 
have encouraged her and helped her through her struggles and how important it is for us to speak on the therapeutic quality of comics and fantasy. And she wanted to hear more from us. And that was just like, whoa, kind of moment. Um, Another thing that was really awesome was getting to meet Seth Green and Simone. And I somehow ended up on Seth Green's Instagram. (laughs) And... So are you are you a Tokidoki fan? I'm a, I'm a pretty <laughs> I'm a pretty big fan. <laughs> okay. So that was really awesome. It was really awesome to end up on the Tokidoki Instagram and their Facebook page as well. Um, and another highlight would be hanging out with you guys, um, not really having met you in person before, and just having fun on that level. Um, it was also fun to go out to eat afterwards. It was fun to meet different professionals in the field and talk to them. And also to feel like I didn't have to hide this part of myself. And that was just really great. I think that just talks to, about how, how inclusive um, the whole experience is, right? We all have something in common and it doesn't matter what our jobs are or what else we like. Um, we all know that we're there because we... We love this one thing. Um, you mentioned sports culture before, right? It's the same thing. When you go to a game, you're there because you're rooting for for your team, and it doesn't matter um, who you are outside of that. And and to just uh, be able to do that with tons of people who share so many different interests with you and are all celebrating it the same way, it really, really was um, an experience that is is hard to explain. Because unfortunately, a lot of us don't get to do this that often and never at, a, at, at this large of a scale. Oh, man. Yeah. And it yes. was great. Yes. <laughs> it was <Yes>. fantastic. <laughs> and also, because the community is so inclusive, it's much more like the cons that I'm used to where it doesn't end when the last panel ends. So people are still hanging out together and enjoying this holiday basically yeah and two weeks after we're still here talking about it and how great (laughs) it was (laughs) and i i just posted like an article on like how to deal with the post-con depression since it's ended yeah yeah yeah. um it has been it has been tough because it it really was that great of an experience Mm -hmm. um that's why I'm glad I'm glad we got to talk about it because I think again a lot of people have negative connotations. Um, there was an article recently about you know how it hurts your intellectual health or something like this. I don't know. And the guy had never been there. He just seemed bothered by the whole idea of um, pop culture, you know, being being celebrated in this way. And it's it's kind of sad because you know when we when we really love something, um, it's that much better when you can share it with other people. Oh yeah. And I mean, there were protesters outside the convention center too. Actually, yeah, let's touch on that. Uh, <laughs> so it's such a huge event, right? So apparently, maybe what I heard this time was 170,000 people go between um, professionals and um, and you know registered participants, uh, just con goers. 170,000 people is a lot of people, and they essentially take over that part of town. And so, yeah, there were there were. Um, so there was a Trayvon Martin uh, demonstration. Yes. There were a lot of protesters. Protesting the con itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, worried about our salvation because we yes. were going to the con. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, get out of hell free passes and things like that. And, and it's, you know, it's a shame because a lot of, um, it's a very family friendly atmosphere. Like I can't, again, the Disney world, uh, comparison is spot on. Like you're doing the same thing you would do at, at, uh, at Disney world. <laughs> families were having a great time. Like you said, uh, families that, that cosplay, that's, that's amazing when they're all dressed up in costume together. Um, all the kids that are there just having a good time, all the adults, just a lot of friends sharing, sharing their interests. And so, so I hope that um, if you didn't know what, uh, what goes on at a convention, you, you have a better idea of that now. Um, that really, again, it's just a lot of people who really like this stuff. Um, everything from TV shows to movies to games, all sorts of games and comic books. And it's not as much about comic books as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you listen to this show, you know that we talk about a lot of the positive um, uses of comic books. Uh, Liz, you and I, you and I are fans. And, uh, and there's, there, these are things that we love because they, they mean a great deal to us. They're not just fun. They're, they touch us in different ways. Is there anything else you want to tell people about um, cons or any stereotypes you might want to address? Uh, well, one of the things I did want to say was that I wanted to talk about our last panel that we went to. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on and there's also like academic panels like ours. And then there's a lot of uh, real issues. Like I, I couldn't, it's just so much going on. I couldn't go to all of them, but there was a panel on bullying that I really wanted to see because um, a lot of geeks, a lot of people who like what we like. I mean, if you're in a minority, any minority, there's a possibility that you'll be discriminated against, prejudiced, um, and, and bullied even. So we went to a really good panel. So yeah, talk about that one. It was about minorities in the media. Uh, specifically, they wanted to start with superheroes that they had grown up with and how they wanted to see more minority superheroes and minority figures in comics and the media. And they also moved on to talking about more minority artists. And that was a really great thing. And then they also even talked about cosplay at their panel. They had a professional cosplayer on the panel as well. And... She even talked about some of the feminist things that are going on. For instance, when, a, when taking pictures, it's not always okay to touch someone wherever you want to just because they're wearing an outfit. And Cosplay is not consent. Yes. That, that idea. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really powerful for me as well. And I hope it was meaningful for you too. <laughs> Because I think I dragged you to it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, um, so um, Marlene, she was, uh, I guess she was, like, she was the Hispanic representation on there. Mm -hmm. I had talked to her before, and she had come to our panel. So um, it, was, it was great to, 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 see, to hear her talk to. Yes. So I, it, I, I was planning on it before. Okay. And I really wanted to go because I had been following Tony Kim's stuff. And... I really wanted to see him in action and I wanted to see what they're going to talk about at this panel because I think it's a really important topic, especially, I guess, coming from someone who's balancing like a couple of cultures. So the, the four, there were four people on the panel, right? Mm -hmm. There was Tony Kim, um, um, my friend Marlene, um, there was the professional cosplayer and then the guy... I'm gonna, I'm, the guy from uh, Black, Nerd Black Nerd Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, I'm going to look up their names so we don't do them a disservice <laughs> as we as we continue to talk about them. Um, but it was a really really good panel, and uh, and the 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 audience um, asked a lot of questions oh, yeah. um, at the end, and it was really good. Really um, one thing though. one thing that the cosplayer mentioned that was really great was how she she likes to um, like either crossplay or gender bend that type of thing, where she mm-hmm. dresses up as male characters, mm-hmm. and that she doesn't just want to do stereotypical Asian female characters, which I think is also powerful. And then another panel that I really enjoyed was the Star Trek versus Star Wars, mm-hmm. which was <laughs> just so awesome coming from someone that loves both of those universes and seeing them being debated on so many different levels of who's more inclusive with minorities to um, just all kinds of things. It was great. Yeah. And two psychologists on that panel, yes. by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one was a lot of fun too. too. And uh, to do, uh, to do service, uh, to do right by the multicultural panel um, we were talking about. It was um, so Tony Kim, Marlene Bonnelly, Andre Meadows, and Linda Lee were the were the panelists, and I think they did a great job. Mm-hmm. And that's how we and that's how we finished the con. Yes, right. That was that was a great way to finish it. Mm-hmm. It really was a great experience. So you so again you can just there's all sorts of stuff that people are talking about. Um, I I try to tell people you know to submit panels also on different subjects that are that are interesting. That's the advice I've received oh, um, in the past. I've and, called uh, so many people to tell them to submit things. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone from artists to other cosplayers to people that are in the horror film industry. Uh, <laughs> and because this is a place where all of that is okay to talk about mm-hmm. and, and to go in depth about, right? Mm-hmm. Again, there's the really fun panels where everybody's just cheering and screaming and 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 geeking out over who's on stage and what they're talking about, um, and all the big news. But there's also there's also really 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 good discussions that can be had that you can't have anywhere else. I mean, you can, but <laughs> you can you can. <laughs> With like three people, right? I mean, it, it's it's hard to find that large of a group of people yes. to to really have these conversations with. Hundreds. So I, yeah, thousands of people. So I I I want to go back <laughs> because it was really a great experience. Um, I thought I would be overwhelmed, but it was so so great. And um, now I want to go to every every con around me and and others because it really is the show floor was a different experience every single day. The mm-hmm. panels are completely different every day. Um, every day is just a, an adventure. So every day that you can go um, will be a different experience. I know you you cosplayed uh, differently every day. So for different reasons, it's a different experience. And three, four, five-day cons. And cons are going on all over the place, right? San Diego is the biggest one, mm-hmm. the one that gets the biggest attention. But um, Chicago so, is happening in like a week. Um, here in Charlotte, there's a there's uh, I think their second Comic Con this year. They do one day events sometimes. Um, plus, there's another big panel, uh, b- big convention. And I I heard that there's a Transformers convention. In what? Two weeks. Yes. yes, yes. In Charlotte? Uh, yes. So um, I might have to Charlotte is pretty it. geeky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned about it. So there, a lot of these events are going on, even if they're just one day. You should check them out. And- not all of them are centered around comics or 
big media films. Some of them are like anime conventions as well. Yes. Yeah. And and one thing that was like unique to our experience was that we are all psychology and counseling uh, students and professionals. We're therapists. We're talking um, professionally. We're we're talking about the mental health sector, the human services sector, and we were able to bond with a lot of those people in a, in in very unique way. And I think like I would love to have a geek therapy convention or something like that someday. And and I think that comes up naturally, right? Because even though you share so much with all these people, you can even, like, you can take it deeper. <laughs> and I know that there's a Geek Girl Con um, in California. Um, actually, coming up this week um, in August, there's Gamer Con, an LGBT mm-hmm. geek culture convention. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's like this celebration um, with your peers, right? Yes. And so these one-day cons, um, if you're ever curious, just go check one out. Um, and I think you'll be surprised uh, that it's it's not what a lot of people think it is. And it really is just a lot of people who celebrating what they love. And I've just not been around so many kindred spirits before. Yeah, yeah. And that's a powerful experience. The energy is just ridiculous. And and even though we only talked about essentially San Diego and, and just the general con experience, I think there is a lot to say about con culture and, and um, just the deeper deeper things that, um, and more powerful um, experiences that can be had. That's maybe a, a conversation for, for another episode. So this was a lot of fun just going back and, and talking about this experience. Thank you, Liz, so much for, for coming on the show. Um, if anybody wants to talk to you about this or maybe what you talked about at the last panel, how could they get in touch with you? I guess you can contact me through my Twitter. It's L-I-Z-Z-Y. And is in Nancy, S is in Sam, Lizzie N-S. And um, you, I think uh, we have plans in the future for um, you to come back on the show and talk about some other stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. And so thank you again. And for more information on Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.com or follow us on Twitter at Geek Therapy. Happy con. Happy con. <laughs> <laughs>